Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome to another episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Thank you so much for joining us today and tuning in. I am Sherelle. I am Verity. (laughs) I can't get used to that. (laughs) (laughs) You will do, you will do, love. And today I am going to be kicking off with what I'm figuring out, which is exercise after lockdown. So in the Mm. UK, uh, lockdown is easing up and that does mean that the gyms are now reopened and I saw lots of people super excited about it. And I've got some mixed feelings because... I was someone who went to the gym before lockdown. I used to be dragging myself up. I hated it. I'd set my alarm 6.45. That alarm was only used on days of the gym. And go to the gym before work. And that was a routine I got into following a knee operation where I'd first had to do some physio and stuff. I started doing it. And then I kept on going. However, in lockdown, obviously gyms were shut, I became a walk get my 10,000 steps every single day. I got a Fitbit for Christmas, which I was super excited about. I then, in June 2020, I started doing yoga with Adrian every morning and I've kept that up. My friend was doing these boogie fit dance aerobic classes. So I was doing that two times a week. And actually now I'm the skinniest I've ever been. And that to me seems a little bit weird for one anyway. I mean, there are many reasons. It's because I'm clearly not going out um, and eating as many fabulous canapes and drinking as much alcohol so that's part of it Mm -hmm. but it just made me really think well do I need to go back to the gym and but even if I don't go back to the gym also my exercise regime at the moment takes up a lot of time which is fine when you don't have a life but you know life hopefully is resuming so yeah just lots of questions about what my exercise routine is going to look like going forward yeah, I think it's interesting. I think loads of people will be in the same place. And I think it depends like what you go to the gym for. If it's purely for exercise, if it's um, sort of for your mental health, like if it's just because being at the gym means, you know, some people will try and exercise at home and then they'll have a child screaming in a room or the phone will ring or they'll answer an email. Whereas at the gym, it's like you know fully one hour for them or whatever um or you may go to socialize you know I'm I know there's loads of people out there who have gym buddies who they meet at the gym or um for the equipment like you know like um is it um Puna Bell who um she's really big into weightlifting um she's just released a book um about being a strong woman and um you know she has some in the little yard she has in her London flat but you know she she couldn't wait to get back to the gym so she could actually use equipment um and then I suppose it's when you said that I was like well you've got to think you know is this a part of my life I want to sustain you know is it am I finally in a body that I love and I'm you know I enjoy what I do and I I think when you said that it's funny it's you thinnest I think it's sometimes to do with um, like everything's just aligned as well. Like I think you've naturally just done, and I'm I'm sure some days you don't want to do yoga, but it's <laughs> become that really healthy habit for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And 
um that's what I'm sort of waiting for I'm sort of waiting for things to align so I get skinny rather than me (laughs) having to try (laughs) and lose weight um and I kind of I'm a bit there with dancing but that's sort of gone to the wayside a bit doing like 60 70 hour weeks but I found that I'll happily do my dance classes every day because I love it do you know and then you lose weight naturally through that so yeah I think I think you just have to see with that one. See, see how oh, yeah. busy, how how much of a social butterfly you become, and oh, if yeah. yoga with Adrian gets shelved. No, I think I'm going to really, really try and keep the yoga up. I think that's the one thing I'm going to try and keep up for sure. I think it's going to be trying to let go of the steps, which will be because there will be some days where I just imagine like I just won't have the time to do that long a walk. And I think that would be interesting because I've got so into that habit of like the, seeing the numbers on my arm. I think that's going to be like, for me, it's going to yeah. be successful. But we'll see. I will give you an update in a few months' time when you see a photo of me and it's like all the weight's back on and I'm just eating chocolate every day, you know. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I am figuring out um, my not drinking, but now everything's opened up a bit more. So in the UK, like um, we're in the first week of um, bars and restaurants um, being able to serve outside. And thankfully, we've been blessed with glorious weather, even though it's pretty chilly. But, you know, we're British, so we kind of just crack on with it. Um, and so for the first time this year, 2021, I actually kind of went round to socialise with friends um, and we sat in the back garden and he bought a fire pit. So it was nice and warm and like it was lovely and there was just um, five of us. Um, and it, what was nice was two other people there didn't drink or were choosing not to so that made things a lot easier for me um it it was interesting that like I didn't have to think oh I can only do this on a weekend because I've got to get up and work and I'm doing like 10 11 hour days at the minute you know it it that was nice I didn't have to think oh I can't do this on a weekday because I'll feel terrible the next day um it was much cheaper because I just took around like a three pound fifty bottle of this rose fizz that's lovely bell and co um and had that you know like that 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 was that so it was it was interesting it was interesting sort of um yeah and and thinking how I felt and I think the next day you know I felt really proud of myself actually I was like I'm really glad I didn't drink and I basically had um so I drank when the weekend I moved back to Blackpool and I had this sort of moment of I really really don't want to do this anymore um because I've for those of you who've not been listening I've been on and off drinking for probably coming up to a year now like really questioning being sober being sober curious never addicted but probably had the dependency on alcohol a habitual thing with it and um yeah so I sort of the thing with like alcohol and you read this in all the books and you always eye roll when you read it because you're (laughs) like 
this just isn't fair but basically there's no sort there's no such thing as moderation and it's this isn't to do with um how tipsy you get or willpower or anything like that it's to do with the psychological bit so if you say to yourself I'm someone who does not drink then you don't think about alcohol Mm -hmm. because you've decided that's who I am whereas if you're someone who says like oh I'll let myself drink two glasses of wine a month which let's face it is nothing will do no harm to anyone I'm sure you're constantly thinking oh is tonight the night that I have that one glass of wine or oh should I have a glass of wine when I go there or should I save it or should I have two and then it takes over and that was my issue with alcohol that I thought about it too much um not in the sense I wanted it in the morning or anything like that just that I was constantly like do I drink tonight do I not shall I go to the gym well I did that today well I had a hard day and this whole constant conversation so yeah it's I'm kind of so basically I had my first sober Easter um and everyone was drinking around me and I had my first sober Easter and I think that sort of cemented it for me so right now I can't see myself picking up a drink anytime soon that's where I'm at I'm scared of saying I'm sober because as we've discussed, the natural rebel in me, (laughs) it jars it, it triggers it. So I'm really scared to say that. And I think I just need to do more inner work around that. But yeah, so, and doing that the other night made me think, do you know what, I'm going to be okay, like going out, um, you know, having friends around me drinking, like, I think I'm ready for that. So it was quite interesting doing a bit of a test run with that um and it felt it felt good um so yeah that's what I'm figuring out I think it's a very relevant one because I think no matter what I'd say most people's relationship with alcohol changed during lockdown I think Mm. the difference like you said because you weren't going to the pub you know maybe you were drinking way more at home I mean I definitely drank a lot lot less um during lockdown and yeah the thought of being back out and being around people all the time and um changes that thing so I think lots of people will probably be thinking about reopening brings up lots of questions and I think alcohol and consumption as a whole is definitely one of them because it's for many people their relationship to it inside their house is very different to it outside and like yeah being around other people um some people they weren't seen for a year lots of celebrations lots of catches up all that type of stuff so mm-hmm. I think it'd be one um, I'm sure there'll be lots of listeners who can really resonate with that yeah definitely so I we'll have figure it out together folks figure out yeah definitely <laughs> like I would love to hear some people's thoughts because it is one that I think I'm going to be really interested to see because I've now changed cities as well and so much of my drinking was around my job so not being in London and not mm-hmm. having a job I'm really intrigued to see what my alcohol consumption is like when I get to get back out and party 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 um, <laughs> but I'm not partying yet I'm still sitting at home reading and I have been reading the multi-hyphen method by Emma Gannon which has the subtitle of work less create more and design a career that you that works for you now it was a book I actually originally read probably when it first came out which was a few years ago and I think I decided to reread it because I really, really enjoyed it at the time. And I just felt like actually maybe now's the time to reread it, given all the changes that's happened in my life over the last six months. And now really trying to forge out what does my new working life look like? 
and when I first read it the thing that really struck me was this idea of being able to do multiple things but doing it on your own terms and so there are some conversations in the book around like the gig economy and how it gets a really bad rep and how it can be very detrimental but actually what Emma says is it also does give abilities for people now to build a career in the way they want and it doesn't have to be one sole thing so this idea of like if you are someone that classes yourself as like multi-passionate how do you combine like different elements of your life and different parts of your career together to make something coherent and not coherent as it's one thing but like it works and financially and like emotionally you can manage it and it provides you with what you need so it's a book that I would definitely say if, if anyone feels a little trapped if they've been forced into a you have to do this one thing that's all you can do if you've ever felt like I want to break free I want to try something different I want to get out of that one career mentality it's a real good choice just to open your eyes and think about different possibilities interesting a phrase that I came across when I was um looking at work recently was portfolio career yes now I've sort of heard of it before but I've never took any notice of it and then all of a sudden I was like oh that's what I have (laughs) like it it was a bit like oh this is what I do because someone was like you've this job description was like you've got to be um like comfortable with a portfolio career and I was like googling and I was like oh I have that already so I suppose that's that would is that what you would end up like attaining a portfolio career if you sort of follow multiple streams of your passion and income and things like yeah so it doesn't she talks about like yeah having a portfolio career and I think, yeah, again, it's very similar. Because a portfolio career, I would say, people very much are like, I do different things, like I'm not one thing, but I am in control and I am choosing. And I think that's the thing is about the mm. activeness of being like, so actually Emma's background was in journalism, so it's very common. Like, you know, she's a journalist and now she's become a book. She's got her own podcast, yeah. et cetera. And we are seeing more and more people that are having these careers that are um, the breadth. A variety and I suppose it does lean to that world of freelancing but it, you could be a freelancer and just still do one thing so I think it's much more this consciousness of trying to be like what how do I want the pieces of puzzles to work together and also it talks about how to then have those conversations because some of us are scared because our identity is so attached to our like career and our job mm. as one thing and also what do you do when someone says well what do you do that classic question at a networking event. <laughs> Do you know what? Someone actually said, I ordered something uh, through Facebook and I've ordered it from this woman before. And she just said, oh, do you mind me asking what you do? And I literally started off with, oh, many things. Because that's just what came out. And then I kind of said, my main thing is dot, dot, dot. But that's how I felt. Like when she asked me, my brain just went, like there's so much stuff there um but yeah it's not really cohesive that and so I thought oh I need to sort of maybe think about (laughs) this you know and um how I answer that question and answering that question makes most people feel better and for most people actually Mm. not being able to answer it is what scares them and then because the norm is to have one answer you then feel out of place hmm Right, I'll work on my little elevator pitch for myself for that. Um, So um, I actually read um, an article in Elle magazine. 
bought the old Elle magazine because it got some free LME that I gave to my mum because it's like a favourite um, beauty cream. So, you know, got to do what you got to do. Um, and it's entitled, Do You Really Need Your Period? Now, it was funny when I said to Sherelle, I was going to talk about this. She was like, I bet you're going to say you don't. And I was like, well, do you know what? I bet you're going to say you do. Sorry. And I was like, do you know what? When I saw the title, I thought my first reaction was what a stupid thing to write about. Of course you need your period. You know, like it's part of being a woman. It's so natural. Like it, it's a blessing, you know, to have a period. It shows that we're still fertile. And, and then I was like, right, read the article Verity. And it was really interesting because I'm now very on the fence. So basically it kind of says ditching your period can lead to better mental health, less pain and more, more productivity. If you could safely stop yours, would you? Now, I think when I read that strap line, it kind of took me back to all these chats when we were teenagers and young women saying, oh, I'm going to take this pill when I go to Mallorca because I don't want my period in my bikini and and you know like stopping your period for silly reasons like that and I know it's it's probably not silly when you're 21 and you want to feel great and have a good holiday and you don't want your period bothering you but it seems silly to totally mess with your body for such a trivial reason you do you know what I mean and I think um so my journey with like sort of periods is I had quite easy periods um I didn't we spoke about this before um and we'll put a show uh in the show notes the amazing episode that we did with Natasha about our menstrual cycle but I was kind of on the pill maybe 21 to 27 or something so I wasn't on it that long I was very lucky like that I tried the injection in between which was bloody awful and um also I shouldn't have had it because my there's a history of osteoporosis and no one told me you know and it was just one of those horrible things I tried a few pills and then it ended up with um one that was progesterone only so I didn't have a period with it it was a constant Mm. 28 day thing so it was quite interesting reading this because I'd back then would have gone yeah of course I don't need my period it's a pain like you know it just means that I have to think about this but it was interesting at the time my periods were fine and then it was only when I had an abortion in my late 20s that my period totally changed and my first day now is unbearable like I literally it cripples me um extremely heavy and a huge amount of pain and then the rest of my period is is okay and period pants have totally revolutionized my confidence and how I'm able to lead my life when I'm on my period now so that's been a massive thing for me so reading the article it kind of talks about this isn't necessarily choosing not to have a period for the trivial things but this is for women who you know experience a lot of pain you know who who where it affects our careers you know when we're talking Sherelle about money and gender pay gap and equality and then you know men are rising and rising and then three days out of a month we're in like an excruciating pain where we lose that time you know and and things like that so it's talking about that and also the effects it has on our mental health in terms of hormones and moods and and everything um and also an interesting fact and this is interesting for for me as a woman who wants children but also as a queer woman who is probably high probability will not birth my own child is you know the reason we have periods is to have babies Uh (laughs) so if someone's dead certain 
that they do not want to birth a child, then kind of what's the point you know and I and I think it so it looked at all those angles and I thought it was just really interesting conversation to uh yeah read through oh no it's such an interesting one I so many things like running around my head right now but you know for me particularly (laughs) uh I've been on the pill I don't know how many years now a long a long set of years (laughs) maybe 10 maybe Mm. 10 I don't know 8 9 10 um but I'm definitely someone who plans when my break is based on what's happening in my life and yeah like I would I have I have heavy periods that yeah didn't help my career that were you know that would put stress on me I would be very conscious I would be in like pain and so for me there is definitely things that it would annoy me to think that this isn't something that men have to deal with and I can absolutely see the advantage of just being like this doesn't exist ever and yeah and also as someone that I'm not planning on having kids there is that thing that goes to my head sometimes I think we go through all of this for what <laughs> um, yeah and interesting you mentioned the thing about um hormones because actually um I had been reading Invisible Women which I'm going to talk about in the next episode but the thing that really interested me was when they were talking about women like not being predictable and this whole thing about hormones uh, is like we're always trying to ride this wave of ridiculousness. And I know like now it's a different story for me, but there's so many women I know that's like it's a constant battle. Like, yeah, what is your mental health like? And actually, because no one's in your head, you don't really get to understand how to actually juggle this constant roller coaster of hormones. And I think there's so little information to help women with that. That yeah, just to get rid of it, obviously, it's yeah. not an easy choice but if you want to make that choice then why not yeah yeah I I think it's um a conversation I'm definitely more open to after reading the article rather than my initial gut feeling of well it's part of being a woman and you know I think um I think my only objection to it is right now I'm very lucky that I do not put anything into my body that is medical yeah. um chemical whatever and that was the one of the reasons why I came off the pill I came off the pill while I was still in a long-term relationship um and just started using condoms because I was just like I am tired of having this pill in my body like yeah. I just needed um a, a break I just needed to be like detoxed in a way so that would be my only objection that doesn't sit right with me is like then going back to putting something foreign like in my, and I'm I, obviously I'm not saying I'm a saint I'm sure I eat loads of things that people would be like well that's a bit foreign but you know like in terms of medicine yeah, I totally get it. yeah it's it's interesting so but yeah I, know, I really um, really wished we'd known how long this pandemic was going to last because I said actually it would have been a really interesting experience for me to have come off and actually mm. seeing what my body would have been like but because I was at home all the time it wouldn't have made a difference um and yeah that's my like one hindsight thing that I think if I could have changed anything and I knew it was basically gonna be home for a year I probably would have come off and just seen what Sherelle detoxed <laughs> was like did they not know you needed a calendar of a uh, week by week pandemic, you know, outlook? <laughs> Honestly, the pandemic goddesses are so <laughs> unthoughtful. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Just... But no, I'm I'm just no, but I think just on the back of that, I wonder 
it's an interesting question to think. I wonder what all of us would have done differently if we'd have known it would have lasted this long. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I'm just teasing you. It's fine. It's fine. Well, something much more frivolous <laughs> is I've been watching on TV, on Netflix, I watched Thunder Force, which was by um, how stars Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. And literally, I love Melissa McCarthy, so basically anything that she's in, I'm ever going to watch. There's a bit of lightheartedness watching the TV with my dad. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is basically um, one of the characters is a scientist that's trying to make it so humans can have superpowers. And I think it's obviously something lots of people have dreams about, wishes about, you know, that fantasy of if I was a superhero. And so it's this like scientists that's making these superpowers so that then you can then get injected and become a superhero. And so it's a really just nice bit of fun, but I think it's a, an interesting one because it is a conversation some people have, don't they? Which is like, what would you have as your superpower if you could have one? So, <laughs> there you go. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I just want to be Wonder Woman. Like, she's just, a spe- well, no, actually, I, w- I saw this meme the other day, and this is the thing with being like a queer woman. It's like sometimes you see a woman who is so incredible, and you're like, I don't know if I want to be her or if I want to kiss her. It gets really confusing. <laughs> That's how I feel about um, the woman who plays Wonder Woman. I'm like, I don't know if I really fancy her or if I just want to be Wonder Woman. I can't quite figure it out. So maybe both, but that's weird. Anyway, moving on. Um, I'm glad you watched that. It sounds lovely. Um, I watched a very different The Best of Me, which my girlfriend actually picked out, which surprised me a lot because it's by the author of The Notebook. So I knew it was going to be full on slush. Um, And it's basically based on this guy who um, goes back to his hometown to attend the funeral um, of an older man. who um took him in when he was younger because his family were just like as they say in the film white trash and very abusive to him so he kind of just took him in and then he passed away um but while he was taken in by this man he had a girlfriend who um they then broke up um a bit like the notebook because of class differences and things like that and parents getting involved and stuff so then they both come back to go to the funeral of this man and so they meet each other again and it's quite interesting because it's like um probably my age now so so they it's like 20 years on so they're probably sort of mid late 30s um and yeah I mean I adored it I thought it would be a bit rubbish but I actually really loved it and um it's one of those that just makes you think about the big questions in life like who do we end up with why do we end up with them? Was there someone who got away? Um, have we made the right choice? Oh, Can God. we change our choices? You know, it's just, I think it, it's it's really interesting. It, it does, I think it, it brought out a lot of like sort of um, nostalgia and things like that. But yeah, really recommend it. It's a couple of years old. It's on Netflix, but... Just a nice Sunday evening film, I would say. So mm. I'll pop a link in the show notes to that. Pop a link in. Oh, well. And dun, 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 time's a life prompt. Going to bring it back to the fabulous book this week. I read about multi-hyphen. And really, really, try and think 
like try like wipe the slate clean and give ourselves all the opportunity in the world. So the question is, forgetting all the rules you believe there are around careers and earning money, what would your dream work life be like? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and probably leaning towards that multi hyphen element, you know, like if you could chop and change and it might not be or might not okay okay yeah but that's the whole point like maybe you are absolutely like no even if I could maybe five five days a week you want to do the same thing yeah 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 okay interesting because I think that's Mm. where people I will look at that one I think that's where people will really realize if you are I think if you are doing one job there's absolutely nothing wrong with that I think it suits a lot of people down to a T but I think you should be doing it because that's what you choose to do. And I think that's what I think for me is interesting is really thinking, forgetting all the rules we've been told, but actually just being like, if I could do anything. And yeah, you might absolutely come up with the typical career and I would say, go you, because your life's probably going to be easier. But if you're honest, you might realise you are doing that because it's easier and what might seem harder might actually be more fulfilling so and you don't even have to do it but just be honest with yourself I think that's all I want from that question just to open our eyes and imagination yeah and I think just just on that quickly it's something I've been thinking about I used to thrive on lots of different things and the older I'm getting the more that does tire me a little bit and I think I am wanting to sort of you know do less of the lots of different things and and sort of you know skim it down a bit and just focus on a few bigger things so it is interesting to uh think about that right I will journal on that that's my instruction done so thank you everyone um for joining us this week and we hope you've enjoyed the episode and make sure you're subscribing on wherever you've found us if you um, have any feedback have any questions have any amazing guests that you'd like us to get on an interview please um drop us a message at free and figuring it out on facebook or instagram or you can drop us an email at free and figuring it out at gmail.com have a beautiful week and we will speak to you soon Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next instalment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.